Hi there. Hopeless Joy here. Wishing you all peace, love, and happiness. Welcome back and thank you for joining me on this stained glass spirituality fun fest. I call my soul journey. The world is changing. Why don't you? How can I be a better version of me? Well, I'm learning new things every day. I've got the courage and determination to still be chatting here with you today. Today, let's talk about fearing and avoiding intimacy. Fearing intimacy and avoiding closeness in relationships, as many understand, it can be crazy making and even downright infuriating to feel ignored, backstabbed, lied to, cheated on, abandoned, dismissed, shut out, shut down. Just even when you're trying to get close to someone you really love. If you are the avoidant person, you may feel equally confused by the unreasonable emotional demands of the neurotic nature of the people you're in relationships with. What the heck do these people want from me, you might ask? You might feel mystified by the accusations that you don't care and are not there for your loved ones. When you feel that you do care for them and love them greatly, unfortunately, this is a pattern that is totally normal, but this doesn't mean what it feels good to be in a relationship with someone who feels detached and deactivates their emotions when things get any sort of heated. It is important to understand that avoidance of intimacy doesn't necessarily mean that someone doesn't care. It usually isn't even a conscious process. It is in large part a biological reaction that was ingrained in the structures of the central nervous system through certain parenting practices in their childhoods. Attachment theory. Attachment theory is all children have this natural need to remain close enough to their parents so that they attain protection and comfort when frightened or distressed. It's how that parent responds in these instances is what has a major impact on their child's developing personality. Personality is being defined as one's characteristically, how they perceive themselves, how they perceive threats, how they feel, how they behave. The parents of children who become avoidant or dismissing of intimacy tend to reject their children's neediness or perceived as weaknesses. They may even use shame as a means of control. Like little boys don't cry. They're very likely to be extremely intolerant of children challenging them or telling the parent how they feel. If a child in this type of relationship were to tell their parents that they're angry or frustrated, the parent is likely to react harshly and scold the child. This pattern leads to developing children to falsely idolize this parent because viewing the parent negatively will just flood the child with anxiety. Another pattern that fosters an avoidant and dismissing style is when the parent is so emotionally distressed and fragile within themselves that the child cannot express themselves without fear of pushing the parent over the edge. It's when, when negative 
emotional displays rather than the parent regulating the child's anxiety the child is regulating the parent's anxiety children will learn to avoid asking their parents for attention comfort and support children will learn to cope with negative emotions as not to experience them at all. And that will hurt their relationships in the future, their communication, this emotional retardation, this emotional color blindness, denying the need for closeness and reject any notion so that they don't feel anxious or vulnerable when they're adults. Because closeness in relationships friend or romantic, it creates vulnerability and the potential for strong negative emotions. This is often avoided if you can have a conversation. But these people that have this avoidant dismissing style, they will just ignore and deny their own negative emotions and run away. It will also be very difficult for them to recognize emotional cues in others or have any sense of empathy. This person will, for all intents and purposes, be emotionally retarded or emotionally colorblind, excuse me. This person is likely unaware that they don't, they're not accurately perceiving or adequately attending to their others, their other person's emotions. If you confront the avoidant person, if you have any way of confronting them, because usually they run away so quick you can't. If you confront them with the revelations that they're emotionally unavailable and distant, that you're the one that's not approachable, it's them that are not never approachable, you are likely to be met with denial and super strong resistance because they don't see it the same way as you. And you aren't you're not there to save them and they are not your problem to fix. It's a pattern and obviously this pattern will wreck havoc in close relationships, the closest of relationships, friendships, friend relationships, romantic relationships and work. If you want to change the pattern, if you are the avoidant person, obviously you're unlikely to think that you have any problems. But if you do come to this conclusion indirectly, maybe after listening to this podcast, maybe after you have problems at work, maybe you lost your job, maybe you lost that special relationship because of your avoidance, your ignorance. Maybe you were in prison, maybe you were in jail, maybe you were dragged to counseling, whatever. Practice reading other people's emotions and communicate, express negative emotions. Stand your ground, listen to others. Never say buts, no more buts. If you're having a conversation about emotions with somebody, reflect on what they say and don't interpret it with any buts. Realize that your calm, emotional, exterior and rational approach to relationship issues is likely to make anxious people feel invalidated, dismissed, and more anxious. Silly as it may seem, because all you want to do is communicate. These people don't know how to. They don't understand. They're used to running. They'll, this anxious person will just 
become a little more demanding, leave you with even less breathing room. You're just wanting to demand from them more and they'll run harder and further. And these people that fear intimacy in their relationships, they'll work a lot. They will work so much that they are not sure what a real relationship even is, not even with their own children. If, if you realize that you need a great deal of intimacy in your life, in your relationships, you may have chosen a partner who will have a great difficulty difficulty, difficult, difficult, difficult time in showing you what you need intimately. If they cannot communicate with you, please learn that you deserve better and stop wasting your time. If you are this avoidant person or are in a relationship with an avoiding, dismissive person and you want to be there, Okay, number one, be patient with them. Be patient with yourself and realize that it has taken years, not only for the what I've learned, but years I was thinking about my avoidant person that I'm thinking of. It must have been really hard for this person to cope this way for so many years. So if you are this person or are in a relationship with an avoidant person, be patient, learn to cope, and learn to recognize and deal with difficult emotions. And this will take time. It's been taking me years, but I'm still here. I'm still as adorable as ever. And someday, Someday, I will learn to sit straight, smile, and always speak in a soothing voice and be the debt-free millionaire doing great things for the world. But for now, I love you so much. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. You are so amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, universe, gods, spirits, angels, guides. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, the wisdom to know the difference between right and wrong, as well as love and hate, to live every day like it may be my last, and enjoying one moment at a time. Thank you, thank you, thank you, until we meet again.